Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal Crawford, and I invite you to a deep exploration of the tools of access consciousness and a totally different way of being. Hello. I'm well. I'm welcome. <laughs> welcome to random things that come out of my mouth. I'm Crystal. I will be your anti-guru for this conversation, how I invite better things into my life. I, um, if you're new around here, I'm a facilitator of access consciousness, and I'm also a user of the tools. And I really like to find topics that a lot of people are asking about and give my take on them, both with personal stories and also access consciousness tools that you could add to the mix to see how they work for you. So if you guys are new around here, say hi. If you're not new around here, say hi. I love, I love engaging with you. And, um, and let's dive into this thing about inviting better things into your life. I think in the past, I've been really hesitant to take on big sweeping topics like this, like, like this, like what is fulfillment? Um, how do I live a purpose-driven life? But one of the things I'm getting about me is that I do look at these things even if I don't talk about them or look at them in the way that other people do. And I am personally constantly looking at how I invite better things into my life. Now, one of the first things we have to establish is that better is relative and it's relative to you and I think I just lost internet, so if I stop talking, forgive me. Um, it's, it's relative to you. We are really taught, I was taught, to go after the best. Now, having said that, I mean, my mom was 21 when she had me. I grew up in a trailer park. Um, my sense is that she just wanted better for her kids than she had for herself, which is a lot of parents. So the best was based on what my mom saw as the best. But I really remember her telling me like, you know, never settle, never go for second best, always have really the best. And I didn't really know what that meant, but it developed in me this ache for excellence in everything that I did and the never-ending search for perfection. Now, if that's you too, perfection doesn't exist and the best doesn't exist. But what does exist is what's gonna work for you. So I wanna talk more about that. How do you start to get a sense of what really works for you? I don't know about you, but I tend to be much more clear on what doesn't work for me before I'm clear on what does. Um, and that just is kind of across the board. I will tend to get way more dissatisfied and unhappy with something before I recognize that this is me getting clear on what doesn't work for me. Um, I will try to change it and try to manhandle it and like use a tool to have something different before before I sit with it and really recognize like this is me trying to change something that just doesn't work for me. And so we tend to get that awareness way before we get the awareness of what does work for me, what does work for you. Um, I was talking to, uh, I've got these really cool mini mentorship sessions on right now. Actually last week was 
I was like, they're only on for last week, but I've reopened them again for this week. So if you miss them, you can check them out. They're in the link is in the comments. And I did a session today with a girl that is really just, and maybe you can relate to this, in a very vulnerable time. So, you know, her mom passed away like three years ago. Her, uh, the relationship she was in totally ended. The relationship was really hard. Um, the job that she's in is not really working the way that it did before. She really wants to develop a new revenue stream with access consciousness, but doesn't really know how to start. Like really this creating the life you can't see, but you know is possible moment. And I just had, it was such a, a life-changing session for me as well, because one of the things I recognized in her and then could see in me was this hard, way of dealing with ourselves in these very tender, formative times. And as, as she was talking and I was really looking at what, what I could facilitate in her world to give her more ease with this immense transitional period, which a lot of us seem to be in. I think my new thing is like, what if transition is our new normal? I was really struck by how much caring and gentleness really could be chosen with her to her. And I say that because this is something I'm really exploring for myself. How to, how to invite better things into your life is, it's a very nonlinear process. And some of it is getting the energy of what you want your life to be like so it can show up. And you can do that through several different resources even on my website. I have a whole, if you go to energypulls.com, I have exercises in there that you can do every single day that are built from the recommendation by Gary Douglas. That's like, you got to pull energy every single day if you want your life to be different. So you can go to energypulls.com and grab one or six exercises. Um, yeah, if you go to the awarenesschallenge.com, you can go, you can grab a free 30 by 30 that you do that starts to really cultivate that in your world. There's resources even on my website. But it's really very nonlinear. It's like, so, so let's say you add that exercise to your life every day. Please do that. And let's say every day you get up and you do your 30 by 30. Please do that. You are still going to have in your court the need to create your life, to cultivate it, to choose it. It's, it would be like, any, it would be like a, an architect having a vision for a building in his head. And then for it to get out of his head, into the earth, onto the earth, he has to do some things. He's got to um, have the sense of it, have the vision of it, and then sit down at the paper or the computer and like start to draw it out. And then as he's drawing it out, he's got to make adjustments because that thing that worked in his head doesn't necessarily work on paper. And then after the paper thing's all done, which actually could take quite a while, then it's the, now what does it take to bring this into the next step of physical actualization, which is like building the building. And then, you know, a team has to be hired and this has to have, you know, all this stuff has to happen for it to become a reality on the planet. That is what's true for how to inviting better things into your life. And better things are the things that actually work better for you, not make you change so that you can have the best. They're the things that work better for you. Now, 
this is always an ongoing exploration for me. I have really in the last, um, as you guys know, been, you know, we've been in a relationship. We're learning so much about each other, about what works, what doesn't work, what country works, what country doesn't work. You know, if you, any of you are paying attention, I've, we've made another international move back, back to or forward to the United States from living in Latin America. That came from, how do I invite better things into my life? That came from, this is really hard here. What would it create to change countries? What would it create to move again to a country where I spoke the language, where he speaks the language, where we have available to us possibilities for connecting in a different way and creating different revenue streams? Like it came from that. Like, wow, this, this is beautiful here, but it's hard in all these ways. Would this choice invite something better? And I don't mean better for anyone else. I mean better for me, better for you. I'm constantly learning about what works for me and what doesn't work for me in the relationship dynamic, right? Like this way of this doesn't work for me. And over here, this does work for me. Actually, we're both really discovering that right now. We had another conversation about last, about that last night. Like, well, if you had come into the conversation and we're a little more like that, that works for me better. So it's like this conversation really uh, meets you where you live in, in every facet of your life. It meets you down in the personal stuff and also up into kind of the meta of your life, like where you live and what you do for work and all that, all the people stuff, right? Like what all the big things in your life. So what if from this conversation, you took a piece of paper and you started looking at like one of the things I do in the mini mentorship sessions that you can book this week if you'd like one, if you missed one, is I ask, I really kind of ask two questions. What's really working about this and what's really not working about this? For you to be able to invite better things into your life, you have to have clarity on both what's working and what's not working. Why? Why wouldn't you just like stick with, oh, not this, not this, not this. This is what most, most of us do. We're like, I don't want this and I don't want this and I don't want this. And then we kind of land and then we're like, but I don't understand why nothing's all sh nothing else is showing up in my life. Well, have you gotten clear on what you do want? So what if you, you know, took a piece of paper and in every area of your life, and last week, if you go to last week's show, I showed a pie chart, right? You've got sex, you've got your body, you've got pleasure, you've got money, you've got business, all these things, right? What if you, in each of those areas, go, what's really working in my financial reality right now? And what would I really like to be different? Clarity. What's really working? What am I, so if I were gonna look in my world, I would look at what's really working is my 10% accounts. That's really working in my financial reality. Um, I paid off this freaking loan that I feel like I've been talking about for the last 50 years, only it's been a year. I paid that off. I went into every nook and cranny of my finances and found the money and paid that off. Um, I have a business that is takes care of me. I get to connect with you guys. I'm sure there's more, but that's the stuff that's really working. What would I like to be greater? More revenue, more recurring revenue, um, more of a team. I know a lot of you are interested in being on the team. Just bear with me. Um, more supported systems in my website for sales. Uh, 
So I could look at my financial reality and, and finances and business for me are very together because I'm in business. So if you're in business, they kind of, you're going to notice that they're together for you as well. Um, if you're not in business, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you've got going on. You still want to look at it. What's working and what would you like to be greater? If I look at my business, I have some similar things on that list, right? There's some overlap. What's some of the things that are really working and some of the things I'd like to be greater. If I look in the relationship, there's some things that are really working and some things I'd like to be greater. So what you're doing is you're, this is the first step to everything, right? Like even, even with money, for example, cash clarity is king with money. If you don't get clear on what it takes for you to live, how much revenue you need to, income you need to bring in for your living to take place, if you don't get clear on what you're spending money on and where the money is going and all that stuff, then you're always going to be shocked at what shows up in your life regarding money. So clarity is king. So you want to get clear and you really want to sit with yourself and look at what's really working. What would I like to be greater? What's really working? What would I like to be greater? And why do you look at what's working? How many of you guys skip looking at what's working? Because if you don't acknowledge what you've created so far, you ain't going to get the ability to have the power to create what's next. Okay. Not acknowledging yourself is like depriving yourself of oxygen and suffocating yourself to death. That's basically what that is. When you don't acknowledge you, everything in your ecosystem suffers. And the truth is that you aren't all bad. It isn't all bad. Even if you are in the shittiest position you've ever been in your life, even if you weigh more than you've ever weighed in your life, if you're more behind in your finances than you've ever been in your life, even if that, even if you feel like you're at rock bottom, there are still things about you to acknowledge. There are still things that are working for you. I mean, one of the crazy things you could acknowledge is that it's really working for you to be at rock bottom. I mean, so it can go as extreme as that of like, what's really working? I now know what rock bottom is. <laughs> for example, maybe that's one of the things you needed to discover for yourself. Can you get to rock bottom and survive? Why yes, yes you can. That's valuable because that teaches you things about you. And somebody just asked me, is there a loop for clarity? There isn't, but that's an interesting idea. Perhaps I will create one. So, so you want to go in and get clear. Now, what do you do with all that? Well, if it comes to a relationship, one of the things you do when, when you're really struggling in a relationship is you look at, okay, of these things that aren't working for me, how many of these things, if I had to ask for them to change, would be like asking a leopard to change its spots. So basically you're looking at, can these change? They're not working for me, can they change? If I asked this other person to change these things, would it be like asking a cat to take off its spots or is it possible that that could change? And in, a, in the case of a relationship, if there's more than like five things that just are never gonna change, that is a relationship that's never gonna work for you. So then you're faced with choices. Right? Like you can stay in a relationship that doesn't work for you or you can choose something else. Um, in, a, in the case of like money, the things that aren't working for you are the things to start looking at going, am I willing to make some changes for this to function different? So for example, if, if your cash flow situation, if you're in business and your cash flow situation doesn't work for you, let's say you're in a business where cash flow comes in in chunks, right? Um, $10,000 here, $20,000 there, $3,000 here. Mine comes in in different ways, right? Mine comes in in chunks and then in little bits and then it, it's sporadic. So all of you in business have a different situation. 
Let's say it comes in in chunks. Well, if you're always struggling, like you get a big chunk and then you exhale, but then it's gone, then there's some there's systems that aren't in place yet to support the times when there isn't cash flow. You don't have any systems in place. You're basically always like stopping the bleeding. You're putting that cash where, you know, it needs to go to like not have a heart attack. So there's no systems in place to handle the in-between times. Uh, so that would be good information that the cash flow thing is not working. Okay, do you have a system in place to handle the in-between times? Yes or no? If you don't, time to put that in place. So what else is not working about money? Well, I don't like how I feel about money. I don't like waking up with like stress and worry and anxiety. Okay, cool. So what would you need to choose to create a different inner ecosystem, a different financial biome for yourself? Would you need to choose studying the, the How to Become Money workbook? Do you need to come do a mentorship with me and getting a handle on your finances? I have a new one popping this week. Do you, what do you require to create something different in yourself financially? What else might not be working for you about money? Um, I never know where my money's going, okay? So are there different systems that need to be put in place? There's so many apps right now that could support you with this. Are you willing to sit down and do some research on the apps, research on, you know, like how that can work, connect your bank accounts. Are you willing to go through the uncomfort of getting that clarity? Cause that's not working. The unclarity is not working, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you, so with finances, you go in and you start looking at, okay, what would I have to choose and change with the things that aren't working to create something that does work? Now, all of these conversations are assuming, we're just assuming that you really do want to create what works for you. And, and I think it's fair to take a pause here and go, sometimes things not working are working for you. And I really want to emphasize that because I have ideas out the wazoo and probably everyone around you has got ideas out the wazoo to handle where you're struggling or suffering. You probably even have ideas on where to handle where you're struggling or suffering. But the thing is where you're struggling or where you're suffering is included too. All of you, just as you are, the hot, beautiful mess that you are is included. And it could be that that hot mess part or that struggle is the thing that is working for you. Now, how do you know if the struggle is what's working for you and why is that relevant? Well, you're going to know that you're going to know, first of all, that it's working for you when you resist getting clear. So if you resist getting clear, the struggle is working for you right now. It's okay. If you avoid getting clear, the struggle is working for you right now. It's okay. So if you resist or avoid, you want to go in a different direction with inviting better things into your life and go looking at what's truly is working for you about unclarity. Because I'm getting so much awareness about this recently. I, I'm realizing more and more that I am addicted to getting clear. I mean, part of why I do my shows in the way that I do, part of why maybe you have an easy time listening to me is because I've taken all these really complex things, I've put them through the fire of my life, and I've come out on the other side able to talk about them succinctly and simply because I'm not interested in being unclear. If I'm going to speak to something, I want to speak accurately, clearly, strongly, if I am going to teach on something or you know share something with you, I don't want it to be gibberish. So before I ever say anything about anything, I'm only gonna say it if it's like 
already kind of gone through my world and I really have a grasp on the essence of it so that I can explain it. I am not common. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not saying this to brag, although go me. I'm saying this because I really thought everybody wanted that. And the truth is that a lot of people really like being unclear. Um, and that's not wrong. That's just what it is. Because if you do get clear on what's not working for you and what is working for you, then you're responsible for that information. And you don't have to do something with it, but most of us do. Most of us sit with the information and go, oh, fuck. Now I can't unknow this. And now I'm either going to be super wedged by the information I was just willing to have, or I am going to ignore it, which is going to hurt more, or I'm going to do something about it. So once you're clear, you, you, you're now, now it's there. There it is. There's your little pile of poo and the pony. Now what are you going to do with it? So for the most part, we avoid getting clear because we don't want to be responsible for the information. So that's okay you're included. Remember, consciousness includes everything and it doesn't judge anything. So if you're there, then one of the tools I use is what would it take to be willing to be clear? What would it take to be willing? Because all it takes to change anything is willingness. Willingness to get present, willingness to look at all the things, willingness to start a new daily habit, right? Like if your daily habit right now with money is to wake up and be stressed, what else is possible? I'm realizing for me, I've, I've created a daily habit around something in, in with relationship that is not generating the future I want to see. So I'm really looking at what can I wake up in the morning and choose that would begin to generate something really new in my world, like really different. What clearing loop can I add? What exercise can I choose? What conscious cultivation of a totally different reality inside of me? can I choose? So I'm going to sit today and actually create one for myself as I create them for me. And I think they're good. I'll give them to you too. You can find them. I'll, I'll, let's see, let's see what happens. But realizing like I, if I don't consciously cultivate a reality for myself, if I don't consciously activate the energetic creation of a totally different reality, I won't have one. I will be created instead of being the creator. So how many of you guys are kind of like kind of done being created by your circumstances and a little more ready to be the creator? <laughs> okay, so sit down and look at where you could probably use the most support. Do you require kind of a daily exercise? Check out energypulls.com. Check out the business and money energy exercises shop at crystaljoycrawford.com store. Do you require a mentor for a period of time? I've got some three month mentorships starting this week. I'm doing an online business one, a create your life one, and a getting a handle on your finances one. Do you require a mentor in your court slash facilitator for three months, like an intensive experience? Do you require clearing loops at night just to clear out the unconsciousness so that you have more access to space? Do you require more of a coach to kind of sit with you and look at your whole life and go, Hey, what are all these areas and what's up and what can we choose to create some change? What do you require and what can you add to your life to have that? I am, um, I'd like to invite you to check out the mini mentorship sessions. They're fucking great. They're fucking great. I did 20 of them last week, which was a lot, but wow. 
so good to talk with you guys. So in the in the in the conversation here in the comments, you can find the links to the mini mentorship sessions. You can go to actually go to this link here, uh, crystaldraycrawford.com slash what's new. Because the other thing I have on offer is Infinite Being School, we do a free taster class every week. Now it's free if you're live. And then if you miss the live call, you just have to jump into Infinite Being School Prime to get the replays. So that's 15 bucks a month. So that's another choice. This week we're gonna dive into um, this topic, how, to, how I invite better things into my life. What are your questions about this? What's coming up for you? What, where do you feel stuck with this topic? What do you have questions about? This is what we wanna to start to look at in Infinite Being School. So again, what can you add to your life that would support you, expose you to you? How many of you guys resist being exposed to yourself? I was, I'll wrap with this. I was talking to some, to my daily friends. I have two friends that I talk to every day and we sometimes run a 30 by 30. Sometimes we just listen to each other. Sometimes we process each other. We're all facilitators. And I, I showed up on the call today and I was pretty tender. I was like, look, ladies, I'm, I don't have my shit together today. I'm just, I don't even know. I don't even want you to ask me questions. I'm just here. And um, one of the things that emerged that's showing up for me is that I am, for the first time, allowing all of me, the not me, the me, me, the reactive me, the others, all the me's, to be here. Because I've really resisted over all these years allowing me to be. Anybody else? Anybody try to control themselves out of existence? Anybody let other people's reactions to you shrink you? Anybody divorce themselves in the face of other people's feelings about what you are, who you are? Um, yeah, I mean, I've been doing that for 47 years, probably lifetimes. And I've just been really playing with making a different choice. And it's a very intangible choice. It doesn't have a, a journal entry or content built around it. But it was one of these like demands of my world of like, I'm not going to keep divorcing me for anybody. And even if the part of me that I'm not divorcing is ugly, I'm not going to divorce that anymore. I'm going to allow all of me to be included, the good, the bad and the ugly. And I'm going to allow it to be there. I'm not gonna to try to change her. I'm not gonna to try to tool her out of existence. Very new choice for me. I'm not going to like pock and pop myself to death so that this can be different. I'm gonna do something really different. And I'm going to be an allowance of me just as I am. <sighs> I wouldn't say it's the most elegant I've ever felt. <laughs> Hi, I'm Crystal, I'm the anti-guru. But if you don't play with different choices, you never get anything different. And I'm tired. I am tired of hating me. I am tired of trying to change me. I am tired of not being an allowance of all my parts. Because I'm all the things, are you? I am good and bad and ugly. I'm all the things. I've got really, really tender, injured parts of me that still react. I've got coping I still do. I've got world-changing shit that I facilitate. I have 
inspiration out the wazoo. I'm all of it. I'm the good, I'm the bad, I'm the ugly. I've really protected exposing that to even me for as long as I can remember. And I'm just like, I am going to invite something better into my life. And it's called allowance. It's called allowance and it's called consciousness. That consciousness just includes everything and judges nothing. But consciousness is the root of all healing. Without consciousness, which is just the exposure of everything without judging it, there's no healing. So if you don't invite in more consciousness to what you're doing with money, there's no financial healing. If you don't invite in more consciousness to what you're doing with an Azure body, there's no healing. If you don't invite in more consciousness to how you're treating yourself, there's no healing. With consciousness comes, opens the doors to all healing. So I'm having that. And so many of these processes to invite better things into your life can be really uncomfortable. They can be awkward feeling. They can be inelegant. They can be completely joyful. They have all kinds of sensations that go with them. But there's many things you can choose to begin. And here's an even better news. Even if you've begun before, you can begin again. We have a new 10 seconds. Let's say you began in the last 10 seconds and you quit. You quit creating. You quit your life for 10 seconds. We have a new one. You can choose again. You are not wrong. You are powerful. How you've been using your power may not be how you want to continue using your power. What would you like to be different? What can you add to support and to transform? What can you choose? What are you capable of? And what else is possible for you that you've never considered? Join me in the many mentorship sessions. Join me in Infinite Being School on Wednesdays. All of that you can find at crystaljoycrawford.com slash what's new. Share this with a friend who needs it. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Not tomorrow, next week, whatever that is. <laughs> Bye for now.